Ladies and gentlemen, Darren Peacocks and regular Peacocks, welcome to Worldy. The boys are back. Do you think we should call ourselves the Boxfordshire boys? Because it's like a cross between Berkshire and Oxfordshire. No. No? No. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty there is good. Actually, there is actually a place called Boxford. There is, yeah. I don't know where it is. Yeah. But um sounds rubbish. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what Swindon fans call Oxford, isn't yeah. it? They call it Poxford, <sighs> which is fucking... Super original guys. That's well clever. Actually, to be fair, we just call them scum, scumden. So yeah. Yeah, that which is I don't call them anything. I don't even think about them. This That's is the, the thing, thing as well is that that the using the word scum is the least original That's kind true. of like. Um, um, also, don't Southampton own that about Portsmouth? Or well, they, they all so. say they they all say it about each other, don't they? It's yeah. just anyway, thing. welcome to the podcast. Yay! It's episode thirty-one of the Worldy Podcast. Um, we are back once again with more news over this insanely uh, busy festive period. I'm doing three. I'm doing three games in eight days over this period. That's right? a lot of football. It's a lot of football, including uh, two interesting away games. I went to QPR yesterday. Yep, Loftus Road, terrible. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I'm going to Man United next Saturday, and we got Swansea at home oh, on Tuesday. You got tickets in the end for that because you, you, you weren't going to because of the early kickoff. Uh, one of my friends wanted to go, so yeah. off we go, and he's driving. So oh, top work, <laughs> there yeah. You go. Make um, sure you get there early. I always get snarled up on the I M6. Know, it's a disaster. We're going to have to leave at like six in the morning. Yeah. Anyway, we are. We I'll talk briefly about Reading later on because. I saw the first live game that I've seen with uh, our new manager, so yeah, had some feedback from that. But let's talk about Oxford because you guys, uh, we talked last week about the end of the of the great run, uh, and sadly, it's turned into another run of the uh, of the bad kind. Yeah, so back to back defeats. So we're shit again. Um, <laughs> it can't be swinging that badly from from one to the other. No, look, the thing is, I mean, like, in 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 our kind of long run of. It wasn't undefeated. I mean, it was undefeated for a while, but our long run of not yeah. losing many games, um, there was a mixture of us, us kind of getting over the line, getting to wins or draws out of games that we were not playing very well in. Um, there was some where we were playing nice, industrious, um, hardworking football, yeah. which is what Carl Robinson's team do best when they're at their sure. best, which is kind of an industrious, hardworking, like really lots of effort, lots of energy and kind of, you know, earn the right to win the game to borrow a horrible kind of footballing phrase. Um, so the bits of that and also just bits of us just being a bit shit. Mm. Um, but, you know, kind of scraping draws that we probably ought to have won and stuff like that. So it was a it was a bit of a, a, a mixture of, of, of kind of performances. Um, I mean, I wasn't at the Boxing Day game because I was doing family stuff, but yeah. I was at the game um, just on Saturday against Bristol Rovers, um, early kickoff, uh, which... Fancy Dan, early uh, kickoff. <coughs> yeah, which, do, 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 at the, which was great because I got home. I actually got <laughs> home before... Um, because there was no traffic as well, because everybody's fucked off yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got home before Carl Robinson's interview was, was, was broadcast, which <laughs> nice. was really good. Um, nice. And also, I got home like you know halfway through the first half of all of the other games, so yeah. that was nice as well. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, so but we were shit, um, and by all accounts, we were just we were as bad as we were we had been on Boxing Day as well. Um, the 
uh, more or less the same starting lineup. We'd had the more the same starting lineup for about six or seven, no, seven maybe games in a row. Um, first change, just an enforced change. Jamie Hansen was out with a a, 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 a little knock, um, and Sam Long came in to replace uh, him. Yeah, Sam, yeah, Sam yeah, Long yeah. Um, did a really good job, I thought. On the whole, um, broadly speaking, he got forward a fuckload more than Jamie Hansen um, does or ever would be able to, sure. um, which was nice. Um, and you know he's a he's a good lad, Sam Long. Um, he's had really bad injuries. He'd worked really hard to stick around. He's been at Oxford now for a really long time. Uh, rarely gets an opportunity. I think for every opportunity he's had so far this season, he's had a reasonable stab at it. But mm-hmm. it's not that's not been enough to impress the manager to stick him out there. Yeah. To the point that actually pre-match, I I still think this is one of those things where he said the wrong. He's not said what he's meant, but he's not. <laughs> He's not fucking made himself clear yet again. He effectively said, and this was pointed out to me by a chap called Paul on Twitter because I was having a whinge about his post-match interview, and he pointed out what he said in the pre-match interview, which was basically he was saying that because the Bristol Rovers game is is kind of a derby. I mean, it's yeah. which which pe- people will take issue with. I mean, it's not a right. There's no fierce rivalry there, no. but at the same time. There's always a lot of people at those yeah, games. Yeah, There's yeah. always a good atmosphere. It's a team that's fairly yeah. close geographically. Um, exactly. So, so, so broadly speaking, it's, it's not it's not wildly inaccurate to call it a derby, but it's not a particularly fierce rivalry or anything like yeah. that. Um, although I haven't said that, all the dickheads still managed to get themselves into fucking <laughs> fights. So, Unbelievable. For what one thing, it's not a derby, but I'm going to go punch these people. Oh, um, but um, but nevertheless, he, he so he his point was you know so. Um, it's a bit of a derby. Form goes out the window sometimes with a bit of a derby. With a derby, mm. and and his his point effectively was, and he said it in the same sentence was, therefore it's okay to chuck people with as little talent as Sam Long out. Like because so he, bad he, he at speaking, I think he did say something along the lines of talent isn't the biggest important factor, basically. So whilst making explaining that it's okay to put someone like Sam Long, like mate, fucking listen to the words that I you're know. line them up in your head. He either doesn't care about saying negative things about his players, or he just doesn't have the. the it just seems th- like he doesn't think about what he says in a lot no. of cases. He because he appeared in in some Reading news recently because he um, was talking about Sam Smith coming yeah. back. And he said, again, it's just a stupid way of saying what he's saying. He was saying, oh, the contract's still open, but I think the new manager needs to see the player as soon as possible. I'm like, why do you care? You've got him on contract. Like, he's, he's, it's just weird. It is. What he's trying to do, that he's trying there to make it sound like it's a positive thing, mm. which, which I think to be, to, to, to moderately defend him a little bit there he's saying that rather than what he could have said was that Sam Smith isn't going to game he's not he's not cut the mustard here he's going back um but at the same time um Sam Smith hasn't cut the mustard I mean, he, he, Sam Smith has got a lot of flack from from Oxford players for not being good enough but I, I mean I'm gonna and I'm gonna make you a solid gold lock prediction here <clears> yeah. that Sam Smith will probably go out on loan at another club and do really fucking mm. well yeah because yeah. He, he, he's, he's obviously a talented lad I don't know what level that will be at it might not yeah. be at league one level it might be league two don't know um but he will go off and do some well somewhere else but the thing is he was brought in as our he was our marquee summer fucking signing, right? He was the guy that Carl Robinson had spent all summer yeah. chasing, um, and possibly to the to the detriment of you know getting anybody else in. Mm. Um, and he then set up set up the team 
to play a game of football that isn't going to work for Sam Smith, which is, you know, which is fucking stupid. He's all Um, in all a weirdo. He is. He is. Um, He, so, so there's that. He's, um, so Sam Smith's gone back. Um, we're we're fairly sh- fairly sure Billy haircuts going back. Nice Ricky Holmes yeah. is going to go back, although we've not had that confirmed yet. Um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Our Tony McMahon mm-hmm. is going back as well. Again, I think I think he's a player. I think has been a little bit maligned. I think he's a he's he's been around the block. He knows his football. Um, I think he's done a reasonable job at right back. When I've seen him, him and Luke Garbett at the start of the season both had fucking nightmares. Yeah, um, but. They were in a team full of players having a fucking nightmare, and they were they were horribly exposed. But our entire defence was horribly exposed by a completely misfiring absent midfield. Yeah. So I I have a little bit of time for for those guys. Um, I actually think Tony McMahon's a quite a canny character. I don't think he's played as well, maybe to the to the best of his ability. But nevertheless, he's he's an old head and he's he's quite wily. You just watch him at close quarters. Yeah, he at a clearly match. knows what he's, he's doing. He knows what he's doing. So so I think he's um I think he would be a miss in that respect. But nevertheless, at the same time, we have got effectively people for 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 right backs effectively at the club mm-hmm. if we're calling Jamie Hansen a right back now, which apparently we are. Right. Um so um yeah, so so it's not a huge disaster that one. Um obviously we've got Jordan Graham has come in or is going to be coming in. I think the first game is available is the uh, the Brentford game, which I'm going to, the the away game in the FA Cup. Okay, yeah. Um and so now obviously there's been lots of talk about what's going to be happening in the January. And this is this is for me, this is the <coughs> crucial point for Oxford United in this season now is and for Carl Robinson is because um, he had his kind of first season where he came into a club which had sacked its manager, done a really fucking shit job of replacing the manager, inadvertently accidentally put ourselves into semi-relegation danger, which even though I still don't think it was that real. Um, but Carl Robinson came in after a very slow start, managed to turn things around and actually kind of like get some results together towards the end of the season. Um, so that was him getting his kind of learning his club, learning what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had a summer to go off and then get some players in. We're told, as we've been told so many fucking times in the past, we're going to get our work done early. Don't worry, we're going to get our work done early. Then nothing happened. Yeah. Now, there's wild speculation all over the place about actually what happened over the summer. There's a lot of people saying there was no money forthcoming, the money was tied up, and he wasn't able to make any signings until very, 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 very late. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he was doing them, they were panicked loan signings. Um, and nobody knows what was going on over the summer. Um, Carl Robinson takes a lot of the flack. Um, I think... You know, a lot of the flack also goes to the chairman and to the board. I, I, th- I think there's probably a degree of blame on on all sides. I mean, the most, of the coins visi- here. The most visible and most senior person is going to get the grief, aren't they? At the end of the day, yeah. Um, uh, so, so nobody really knows what happened there. But either way, Carl Robinson's put together a, a a side which has fundamentally failed in its core objectives the first half of this season. In that it's been fucking dog shit. Mm. Um, you know, even though we've had a spell of you know 
comparatively stable football. I think the stat now is we've won six games of the last 25. Right. So, so you know, even though we had that long spell of, of, of Doesn't not losing, it's not. It's very funny, funny how quickly the stats that people chuck out and the stats mm-hmm. that are thrown around in the press yeah. suddenly change. Yeah. On a couple yeah. of results, they suddenly change, which is possibly sometimes a little bit unfair. But if you're going to give them the, uh, the big long, we haven't lost a game in this amount of time, you also have to do, you have to look at those yeah. other stats at the same time you just can't seem to get comfortable Carlson. it's it feels there's a there's a just feels like there's a bit of angst all the time yeah you know? um i think so so he so what happens in january now is, is is obviously crucial he's effectively got to have another mini rebuild the chairman has said there's money um carl robinson had previously said that he has to clear up way clear out wages to bring people in so he has to let loan players go back or ship people out before he can bring people in which is yeah. not so it's not abnormal um you have a playing budget that you've got to broadly stick to uh the chairman has said that he he thinks that there is a, a, some some he didn't say extra money, but there's money to spend. There's so something. so we don't know what that means. Um, but there's been a lot of positives as well. I mean, there's been lot, you know, a good number of goals scored. Brown and White have been standout players. Jamie Mackey's been doing very well. Yeah, although, although Josh Ruffles just got his 200th appearance. So there's positives coming out. There are positives coming out. That's very difficult to say off the pack back of two fucking dogs. Short, short, short. Yeah, and in yeah, in yeah. and. and, and and, I, and I've tried to be as fair as I can, given, <clears throat> given that I come from a place of somebody who really, really dislikes our manager. I've tried to be as fair to him as I possibly can when things were going broadly well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be, I, I'm also going to allow myself to, to have a dig when they're, yeah, when sure. they're not going well. Yeah. So the point Fair I'm trying enough. to make anyway here is that ultimately, long, long story short, is that, that this is probably the biggest January transfer window of Carl Robinson's career to date, which is still a relatively short managerial career, realistically speaking. I mean, long considering his age, but, um, but he's got to effectively rebuild a squad in January, and everybody says that you never get the good deals in January anyway. He's got to. He's it's got to true. have. It. Teams know that you're desperate sometimes. Teams know that you're desperate. They'll look at Oxford where we are at the bottom of the table. They'll they'll know that we've shipped players out and we have to get players in. Um, I think if we can do good business in the loan uh, with with loans, that would yeah. be good. But Carl Robinson burnt a lot of our bridges at the start. Of, well, at the end of last season when he was like slagging off the Man City players that we had in on loan, yeah. right. Hopefully so, because they were fucking dog shit. Sure, but but there are ways of doing it diplomatically. Exactly. Yeah, there's ways of because he was saying we're not I'm, we're not here to bloody you know nurture Man City players. That's fine, Carl, and you're right. And I had a little bit of a cheer when he said that. But at the same time, I, I sat back and thought about it. I thought, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> well, Man City, are they going to let loan us some players now? Yeah. No, they're fucking not. Right, no. okay, well, that's, you know, that's that's the, the biggest club in the country that we've now just fucked yeah. off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are... There's a fucking lot to do. We have an imbalanced squad. I think the last couple of results have shown just how kind of unsteady that kind of good run actually was. Yeah. Um, there were some poor teams in that. And there were some poor well. teams in that. Yeah. And we've got some, we've got three, four really tricky games coming up as well. Uh, if you don't count the FA Cup game. Um, I want to, sh- I want, I want to, so effectively, I haven't got much more to say than yeah, watch sure. this space. Jan- January yeah. is fucking enormous. It's going to be and big for both of us, actually. It is. Yeah. It's interesting, actually. There's a guy called Nick on Twitter who said that we are a bad January transfer window away from getting relegated. Mm. Which, which to be fair, he's one for a little bit. This he's one for a bit of drama when things are going badly. But, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's far wrong on that. To be honest, um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with a little stat here, um, which we can then link on to, which you can use as a springboard to talk about Reading. Okay. Um, so this is by a chap called Ben Mayhew, who who runs a Twitter account and a website called Experimental Three Six One. Okay. Um, and what he does is he gathers and accumulates stats, and he kind of tries to make um, kind of. It's like statistical analysis, but from an angle that people like Opta don't usually yeah, do. Okay, so one of the, one of the things that he does um, is he looks at um, he come, he's come up with a stat which is expected goals per game, and he's looking uh, at yeah I've heard about this stat, and yeah. he's looking at kind of like good opportunities, good yes. chances, yeah, yeah. Um, and where they're coming in the game, and therefore at what point. Should they be scoring? He draws little charts. Some of them, some of them are interesting. Sometimes you're you, you're not sure if what you're looking at is actually telling us anything more than yeah. watching, watching the game is yeah, showing yeah, you yeah. anyway. And also, I think, but again, he is great because he does it for League Two, League One, Championship, yeah, nice. and Premier League. Um, but the problem is, is that he's running from the press association provider statistics, the one that they have on the Sky Sports app and the BBC website and stuff like that. The mm. ones that say, yeah, it's been three shots on goal. Yeah, well, we yeah, haven't yeah. had a fucking shot. Are you counting that little dribble? To, yeah, so, some of them are a bit <clears> dodgy, aren't they? So anyway, but that aside, one thing he does every year, and this is this is a bit more straightforward, he puts together a league table for the entire 92 clubs. Oh, that's interesting. Um, which is effectively... Um, Points one per game, so it is the it is a ranking nineteen two ranking hell, by points one per Reading. game, um, and then goal difference is oh, the next measure, right, okay. and then um, yeah. then goal scored. So is it is it normally would be um, so. Just very quickly, just out of pure, pure curiosity and interest, yeah. Man City and Liverpool are top, sure. separated just by goal difference. Makes sense. Um, but funny enough, Tottenham then Man United then Luton. Wow! Now Luton having an absolute fucking blasting yeah. time this season. Obviously, they came up last season. They are they're they're on. I think they won six in a row or something ridiculous now. Amazing. So um so they're really up there. Uh, Lincoln, no surprises yeah. there. Um, <clears throat> just gonna scroll down now. Um, in fact, actually, I'm gonna scroll all the way down, all the way down, all the way down, oh, all God. the way down. Um, down in seventieth position, we've got uh, Northampton seventy first, Newcastle. Oh God, um, yeah, no seventy fourth, Stoker in there at seventy yeah. fourth. It's not good news. Seventy um, ninth uh, position out of ninety two, Oxford United. Oh God, that is that is uh, one point zero nine points per game. per game. Um, most of that is under Carl Robinson. Um, admittedly, a lot of there was there's a handful of Pep Clotet games in there, then a whole bunch of um, Derek Fazakli games where okay, were yeah. not good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 a pretty stark stat. Oh God, you've got to scroll even further down to find Reading. Of ninety two football league teams, yeah, Ipswich must be bottom. No, not point six two. Yeah, points per game is Huddersfield mm. on the 92nd place. 91st place, Reading. Oh, my God. With 0.78 points per <laughs> game. Holy shit. That and that's a combination bad. of a terrible end to last season yeah, and, and a very really bad, bad start, start to this, to this season. Um, it's which wow. are down there in 89th. Crikey. But, yeah. So I saw this, and I saw, my heart dropped when I saw this chart, because I thought, where the fuck rocks are we going to be? Well, we're 79th. Wow. We're 79th primarily, I think, by dint of the fact that we finished the season last season quite strongly. Um, and, and I wonder it, really. how quickly you can impact those. <laughs> you yeah. can impact those results. I mean, 
when you think how few games we've won recently, and and we also don't tend to draw games, so we're losing a lot. Do you, you want know? do you want the full breakdown? Yeah, go so on. So it's played forty. This is Reading. Played forty six. Yeah. One seven, yeah. Drawn sixteen, lost twenty four. Yes, yeah, it's a lot of losses. Yeah, that is Oxford. If see Oxford, if Oxford have lost a similar number, we've lost twenty two. Mm. But the difference is that we've won thirteen. Yeah, you've won more. We've won. Yeah. We've won a lot yeah. more. So we've won and lost a lot. We haven't drawn very many, although mm. we've drawn quite a few this season. Um, whereas Reading, it's drawn quite a lot, but lost a fucking Jeez, shit that ton. Is bad, isn't it? Um, if yeah. Yeah, yeah it's poor. Well, there's one way to look at that. You can only you can only go up. But the, tr- the, get better. the trouble is that's not the case in football. There's always somewhere to go down. Yeah. There is always somewhere to go. That's what happened when we started this season. All the Oxford all the Oxford fans were saying, um, well, we can you know trying to be positive. Well, there's only one way up from here. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you can go up. There's four or, places down there. Or we can go down to League <laughs> Two. We've been there before. And do you know what's beneath that? Yeah, the, the, the conference. We've been there yeah. before as well. Do you want to go yeah. down a, a league further? Because that's where Oxford City are. No, <laughs> that, is, that is tough, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah. Well, I think uh, trying to be trying to be positive, um, that should signal the end of an era rather than a rather than a current state. Let's I would hope say. so. Um, because all of that stuff that we've been talking about for the last few weeks, changing at Reading, has now changed. All of the stuff is done. Um, all of the staff and coaching staff and everything have gone, and the new team are in. And they've had two games and a bunch of training sessions, I think six, seven training sessions, with those players. And we had the Millwall game, which we talked about last week, which was just a bit of a freak game with a player getting sent off after five minutes or something. But we went away to QPR today, a team that are right up there at the top, towards the top of the table. I think they were seventh or eighth or something. Um, and as we found against Middlesbrough, a team that's also at the top of the table, they're a bit shit. Yeah. And it's very frustrating to keep playing these teams and and them not being very good. I'd almost prefer to get battered in one of these games to be like, well, at least there's some good teams in this league. Yeah. Hasn't happened, though, because we've had the opportunity to beat... We had the opportunity to beat Middlesbrough and we had the opportunity to beat QPR as well. So in one, in one hand, it's positive because you're like, we could have got results out of those games. And to be fair, the draw away at QPR is a good result in isolation. Um, but very frustrating because we're not doing that. No. Uh, especially the Middlesbrough game because they're they're just poor. Just you know, and Tony Pulis has a way of of, of getting points on the board without his teams effectively playing any football. Yeah. It's quite quite amazing, really. But on the positive side, I went to Loftus Road uh, to watch the game against uh, Millwall, and this was the first time that uh, Gomez has actually had the team playing his way. Yeah, and my goodness, did they play! It was quite something. So, so it, it was a noticeable change in style of football. Absolutely. So, first of all, when the keeper has the ball, the two centre backs go either side of the goal, yeah, like a, a yard off the touchline, yeah, and they're wow. laying it out and they're playing, they're knocking balls around like right on the edge of the box. I mean, it's terrifying stuff, <laughs> really. Um, but it shows a huge amount of confidence, and I think just doing it is instilling confidence in the players. Like, oh fuck, we can. Yeah, you yeah. can pass the ball. That's interesting, actually. Just a, a quick, a quick, quick inter- interjection there. When we um, we'd previously been playing under Ian Atkins, who um, was a big, dumb centre half, lump the ball as long as you can forward to the big fella up front. It will 
beat the shit out of the defenders. If he doesn't yeah. get sent off, he might score. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really dog-ugly dog football. Really fucking yeah. piss-ugly. Um, but it was pretty effective. Mm. Um, he basically got hounded out, um, partly by the chairman, because the chairman, Kassam at the time, wouldn't give... Anyway, I'm, I'm getting... <laughs> yes. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting sidetracked. Basically, anyway, Atkins left. Um, he was replaced by Graham Ricks, who was... I think it's now statistically our second worst ever manager. Yeah. Um, and beset uh, with other problems. Uh, yeah, he's a convicted sex offender. Yeah. Um, and he... Um, he suddenly tried to get these big, dumb lumps um, who are only used <laughs> to hoofing the ball. Suddenly getting them to play like cultured balls out yeah, of the fence. Yeah. And it was horrific because you were watching people who have never kicked a, a ball kind of a shorter distance than 57 <laughs> yards, yeah. asking them to put little through balls yeah. past, past like, atta- on rushing attackers yeah. and threading it through to midfielders and stuff. Risky it was business. Fucking, it, it didn't work. No. <laughs> well, I think what we're realising now is that Reading actually has players of great quality that are capable of doing it, but weren't maybe given yeah. the right instruction before. I mean, Thiago Lori, for example, is a very skillful centre-back and a, and a good player with the ball at his feet. Um, and now he's able to show that. And it was really, really weird to see the team playing in this very, very different style. Stam used to play possession football, but it was possession kind of on the halfway line, yeah, you know, where yeah. the defender passes it to each other. Yeah. The game is extremely compact and you can't go anywhere. No. Gomez is trying to do this thing where, like a lot of you know top-level managers, I guess he's been watching a lot of Premier League, right, where the game is now expanded to this yeah. huge thing. And every, Draw them out, create some space to exactly. play into, yeah. And every time I watch football now, Premier League football, you think this is a totally different game. Like yeah. the game never used to be played like this. And it's really, it's exciting because you give you give the opportunity, you give skillful players more time on the ball yeah. by expanding the pitch. Um, and so it was great to see that. And it was really good because I was like, if we're going to lose every week, I'd rather watch us play some nice football, you know, and that's clearly what's going to happen. So maybe we're still, you know, maybe it's still not going to be a great time, but we're going to see the players Get, getting to play with the ball at their feet and doing some good stuff. And we played some absolutely lovely football. It's probably the best I've seen Reading play for a very, very long time, since before Stam, probably. Yeah. Um, and that's after just a week and a few training sessions. So you think, shit, he's, been, he's obviously been very, very good at saying, this is a change in style from today, yeah. you know, and that is it. But on the other hand, when the players got tired, because it's very hard work playing that type yeah. of game, and the players aren't used to it, we didn't make many mistakes knocking it around, which was great. We made maybe one or two like mistakes at the back. The goalkeeper, who's not very good at his feet, poor lad, Yarkula is under a lot yeah. of pressure in this system. And I don't think he'll last because he gets scared, you yeah, know? Yeah, okay. And there was a point in the match where he just lost his nut. And he didn't know what to do. He was sort of <laughs> kicking it here, kicking it there, throwing it sometimes. And he really, you could see his brain was all scrambled up. But the good thing was that we're not obviously slaves to this system because at a point at about the 70th minute where we were losing a bit of control of the game, we started to play long balls and we started to, you know, put play overload areas and put it into channels and stuff like more traditional yeah. type of stuff. And I was like, that's really good because it shows that he's got a style, but he's also willing to to change it up. And also by the sounds of things, the, the, the players knew what they were being expected to do. Uh, it was a miracle, but <laughs> yes. I mean, this is the crazy thing. And I was really trying to defend uh, Clement, but what was he doing? 
because yeah. the players never yeah. seem to know what they were supposed to do. And how can this guy have come in from nowhere? These players aren't idiots, right? They've played a lot of football. Some of these guys are really experienced players. They know when the manager tells them do X, what to do. So how was Clement not able to get that across? I mean, it's crazy. So Some people are just really bad at communicating. Some people are just really bad at explaining what they mean yeah. and can't get their messages across. And, and, and I think that was one of the issues that Oxford had with Pep. Mm. I actually think also is he was trying to play far too complicated a style of football, which is far too tactical and technical right, for yeah. the level of players that he was, he was, he was working with. Um, but yeah, I, I find that interesting when you've got, a manager who is rena- a very renowned coach, yeah. who who can't appear to get his point across no, to his players. It's very weird. I mean, oh, you didn't have to worry about that anymore, anyway. Well, no, quite. I mean, it's 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 a really really strange situation. But it's I I feel very encouraged by what I saw at QPR. Yeah, good. Yeah. If we play like that in every game throughout this season, we will definitely not be relegated. I mean, definitely not. But can we? Is the question. Yeah, and, and, and do you know what? And, and that just re- reminded me of a point I've, that I forgot to mention as well about Oxford is that, is that one of the things that we've been doing during this phase of you know better results is we've been playing, as I mentioned, that kind of high-tempo, pressing, kind of hard-working game yes, of football, yeah. which, is, which is nice to watch. I still don't like the tactics that we employ by jumping around, rolling around on the floor yeah, and, and trying to get people booked and stuff in the, in the second minute. Yeah. Um, but... But that that kind of football is fine. But what what and whilst I like consistency in the starting lineup, um, we are asking a lot of a lot of players. Um, and this is a point that Carl Robinson tried to make in his post match interview. Made a fucking hash of it again. He basically he what I think the point he was trying to make was that Gavin White has only recently come from non league football, and we're asking him suddenly to play ninety minutes every single game. Yeah. Um, which. I don't know if Carl Robinson's watched a lot of non-league football, but I think he's wrong if he thinks it's easy. <laughs> yeah. um, because somebody who's playing 90 minutes week in, week out in non-league football can hack it at League One. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, the, but yeah, anyway, it was... There, there was definitely tiredness creeping into their legs a little bit. Um, so again, that's another reason why January's kind of quite a big deal. It's going to be a big one for both of us. I think uh, both Reading and Oxford need to make some some serious signings. I think... I think that's why we've got our new manager in now. Yep. Uh, so he has the opportunity to do that. The rumours that we have money, which keep going around, is going to be very interesting to see what they do. I think, I think we've got, I think we've got some good players. To be perfectly yeah, honest, yeah. I, I don't know how much we need to do. I'd like to see us get a really good centre forward. To be honest, yeah. Because um, although well, you got Sam Smith back, he'll do exactly. For, yeah. he'll, he'll sing us a tune. <laughs> up there. Imagine that though. If, imagine that he goes on and scores like fifteen goals in the second half season for Reading. I've That'd seen him play. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's never ever gonna happen. Uh, Yakimati has banged in a bunch of goals for us, but. Um, he's still raw, you know. He's a yeah. raw player, and in a season where we need to score goals now, I mean, he's a maybe he'll start scoring again, maybe he won't. But it would be great to have a really experienced, um, strong player if we can yeah. play one up front. But we shall see. Other than that, I think um, it, I just want to see some intent. Really, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Just want to see some intent. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I think I think a side, a couple of parasites going out there who who have. You know, like strong, solid foundation behind them can actually go on and and have some confidence in themselves. Um, <laughs> we're, trying, we're really trying to be positive here. I'm going to be honest with you. And to, I think I think Red are in a much better position because you've you've made the change. You've got somebody who's a bit of a roll of the dice. To yeah. be fair, yeah. Um, but 
you have the you are looking at January in a positive way and you're going with new manager, new opportunity to to, to strengthen yeah, yeah. To, to enhance the style of our new manager. What we're currently doing is we have got a dead on its ass, patched up team, incomplete, unbalanced team that urgently needs repatching, yeah. rebuilding, recreating. So we're looking at January in a negative frame of frame of mind. It's a fix, isn't it? And it, we are trying to fix things. So uh, mm. at best we will fix this to limp on for the rest of the season. And we might we might go on another nice big long run where we actually avoid defeat. Um but you know, like at best at best during that spell we were playoff form at worst during that spell we were relegation form mm. even when we weren't even when we were only drawing games you know yeah, so yeah, so that yeah. that spell wasn't the 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 glorious kind of run that we thought it would be so even even at, even if we pull another one of those runs off um i think the best we could hope is kind of bottom you know maybe the middle quarter of the table <laughs> if you want one two the third quarter down <laughs> yeah um so not an immediate threat of relegation but probably not challenging mid table um and i think i think this year is about hopefully setting some kind of it, it best carl robinson will patch things up in january and we'll we'll limp on and we'll do all right. We'll we'll get some results together towards the end of the season. Maybe get a little run here and there to go together. We'll finish like fourteenth, thirteenth, fourteenth at best. Yeah. Um, and then we have a platform to build on, hopefully for next season. Um, at worst, um, come February we will be screaming for Carl Robinson's head. Mm, um, and I'll be see. honest with you, I think that's most likely. Well, let's see. From our side, the championship is upside down and we're going up with the Ipswich. That's what's yes. going to happen. Uh, so we shall reconvene after those exciting FA... Well, ours is exciting. After the, after the <laughs> FA Cup games, Oxford is quite boring. Um, and uh, you, who have you got? It's really boring, isn't it? Well, so uh, Brentford away in the Brentford FA Cup. We've away. got Plymouth. They're definitely going to beat you, but they Day. are shit. Yeah, but I've never been to Brentford, so it's a new ground for me to tick off the list. They've got so. some big, nasty bastards have in that they? team. It's, yeah. a real, it's a real like bruiser. Set but up. at the same time, they're a championship side, so we're the underdogs. That's so, true. You go know, there without anything, without any fear. Yeah, so just go for we it. We might go get absolutely tanked, but right, yeah. you know, never know. Well, it should be fun. So I will uh, report back from the Swansea game and from the from Old Trafford, Andy. Yeah, I'm going stuff. to Old Trafford. Have you been there before? The for a game. Geez, I've been there for an England game. Yeah, I've been I there went, for a couple of England. Yeah, games. I, went, I went there for England Jamaica where we won six 0 Peter Crouch got a hat trick. Missed the first two goals though because we got there late because we were stuck in traffic. Well. This is my problem. It's a, it's a 12 o'clock kickoff, so it's going to be a blooming Yeah, fuck nightmare. that. <laughs> right, well, we shall see. So we will reconvene uh, after those games and hopefully have some uh, exciting stuff. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, you can catch us on worldypod at gmail.com. You can fi- find us worldypod on Instagram and Twitter. You can go to Podbean, you can go to Stitcher FM, you can go to Apple Podcasts and find us there. Or you can go... Uh, where else can they go, Andy? You can uh, go on the can, Facebook they page. Can go they home. can find it. They can go home. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. All worldy. We've only done this fifty. Oh, I know. This is the thirty-first episode, and we still don't fucking know. Oh dear. I know how many numbers are at the end. That's if fine. we don't know now, we'll never know. No. So that is just how it is. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the thing is, it's a cold open on both of them, but I never remember, so I always ask. Oh. It's, a, it's the same on both. I don't know why I have to ask. No. Okay, here we go. Oh, God, I got the giggles. Oh, boy. <laughs> Come on. Let's just get through the intro, and then we can do what we want. Hmm. <sighs> We're going to laugh when I do the Darren Peacock thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, dear, that didn't last very long. Do you, know, do you know what? Do you know what? I actually said that you can't do it now. I'm not recording. <laughs> Why are you recording? I don't do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, dear. It's too much podcasting. This is why you can't go straight from a two hour. Oh, God. Right. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Darren Peacocks and regular Peacocks, welcome to Worldie. 